cool safe chicks it's your girl day i'm denisa this is lauren and i'm ayana and you're tuned into saved girl secrets i'm just so hey, happy ladies. just so happy to be with y'all i'm happy too because be. i'm happy that is nice she church up everything <laughs> that's not how it goes come along if you okay <laughs> okay vocals <laughs> lauren with the vocals <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we are talking about depression today, guys. We Go are. on, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, it's real. It's really, really real. Um, for me, I actually feel like I have kind of been trying to dodge talking about this because I was like, I'm shocked that I had. <laughs> <laughs> we can hear it in your voice. I was. I was shocked that I had found myself in a place of just depression yeah and didn't notice it i I mean i noticed it but i didn't notice it if that makes any sense um so for me it kind of started like what month were we in august so it started pretty much in the month i think july was a tough month for me Mm -hmm. um and i can't really tell you how it started Uh, i really don't want to go into that what you don't want to go into that or you can't pinpoint i really can't pinpoint like where it began where it began but i will tell you one day i looked up and i saw that i was just not taking care of myself Mm. so from eating i wasn't really eating i wasn't like my space my space was like terrible Mm. wasn't really taking care of my space um, just my work ethic, like my motivation to do things were like none. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just at a low. And so um, I think what got me out of that funk was uh, mother's love, child, a mother's love. Mm-hmm. My mother knows. Yeah, she knows. Because my mom called me and she was like, maybe it started a little bit in June too. Because my mom, because I think I went home like mid-July. Yeah, I think you went in July. Yeah. So my mom called me and she was like, hey, you need to come home. And she always does that. Like, I can be home for like a week. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, I come back to Atlanta and my mom's like, hey, when the next time you coming home? I'm like, girl, I was just home. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just home for a whole week. But um, on this particular time, it was just like, I don't know, just the way she said it, it was like, I need to come home. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I was trying to put it off. I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll drive, I'll drive home. You know, don't worry about it. I'll drive home. And she's like, no, you get on the flight. She, she, she put out my, she's like, do I need to pick out the, that makes a difference too. Once it's, once it's booked, it's kind of like, it's Mm -hmm. solid. Yep. She was like, you need to, you're getting on the flight. She said, you'll be here in like 45 minutes. Um, and she said, you coming home. So I booked the flight (laughs) (laughs) and, um, I came home. And honestly, the entire time that I was home, I did nothing. Hmm. I didn't do nothing. That's probably good. You probably yeah. yeah. I mean, I did nothing. I brought my my computer to work. I think it was one thing that I had to like send out for work. But other than that, I just sat on the couch and that I watched the shy. That was my spark of the shy. I, she had, fed you. She fed me. Yeah. Listen. My dad. My dad loves to barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves to barbecue. So he barbecued. Um, I went outside with him and we just talked on the grill, talked around the grill. We did n- like nothing, mm. literally nothing. Um, but it felt good. And I think when I came back, wait, let me let me pause that. Mm-hmm. 
When I came back, I'll never forget this moment. I'll never forget this moment. She's so dramatic. I'm not. I'm not dramatic. <laughs> it was really sweet. <laughs> it was. Like, it was, I don't know. It was almost like the little cherry on top of my cake. But I had contacted my girlfriend. Cherry don't really go on top of. Yes, it does. I, I thought I'd go on ice cream. But never mind. Go ahead. Mine goes on my cake. Oh. <laughs> I've seen a cherry on a cake. Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. But, um... <laughs> Well, you was the chair. <laughs> but um, I had called my girlfriends and I was telling them, I was like, hey, you know, um, is it OK if, you know, one of you all pick me up from the airport um, so I don't have to leave my car there because that could be really, really expensive. And so um, they all agreed. So they arranged for like drop me off. But when they picked me up, OK, in my mind, I thought that shout out to Grace. I thought it was just going to be Grace that was picking me up. Because I had contacted her and Grace was like, oh, yeah, I'm available. I can scoop you up. I'm sitting there waiting outside. And all of a sudden, I see <laughs> I see Grace's car because I'm looking for Grace's car. But then I see old Denise's car mm-hmm. right behind Grace. We did. We tag team. And they get out the car. And Denise and Grace got a whole bouquet of balloons. Aww. And I'm Come just like, she lucky ain't have enough time to make a sign that said "Welcome home" because we was gonna be that extra. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I tell you, mm-hmm. I was like screaming and like I don't know. It just I love stuff like that because to me, it just shows that someone cares yeah. enough for you to go that extra mile mm-hmm. when they don't have to. And the crazy thing was, both of them, both of them trailed each other to take me home. I ended up riding with Denisa, but Grace still trailed Denise almost as if I felt like. You know, you were, you're the president. Right. You know? <laughs> the only thing was the, the, the streets weren't shut down. But <laughs> they trailed each other to take me home. Then I get home and they had planned like a girl's dinner that night. Aww. Nice. That's so, good, good friends, man. Good friends. So it was like. Um, I had some of the my other girlfriends, they all met me at my place and we all end up going out to eat. And it was just like I said, it will be a it'll be a memory that I would tell my kids one day for sure. For sure. Like I I cherish it just that much. And um, to me, it was just for me, that was sort of like an awakening outside of my depressive Mm -hmm. state. And um, I wanted to talk about it because I feel like sometimes as women, we are so conditioned to doing our regular day lives that we don't realize that things aren't going right. Yeah. Um, And I remember sharing with Day because I had called her prior to me going home. I had called her and I was telling her, I was like, hey, girl, like I think I'm like, I think I'm going through like a a thing of depression mm-hmm. and I was like because it's one thing to have a bad day yeah I said but if you keep having a bad day I think there's something deeper than that yeah and for me it was like it was so unusual because like I said I had never I mean I've been in low places like being in college definitely been in a low place and was like in a strong you know depressive state but I couldn't like relate the two because I was in two different positions in my life right but for me now to be an adult and everything seems like it's going normal, but when I look around, like I like I said, I'm not eating. That's not mm-hmm. normal. When I look in my space, and my space is literally filthy, and I don't have motivation to clean it, yeah, like that's not normal, right? Or me just wanting to be in bed all day, or just not motivated, like that's not normal. And I think it's like I said, I think it's something to talk about because it's crazy 
that Michelle Obama, yeah, Michelle Obama, literally just stated uh, a few days ago that, or a couple of weeks ago, that she too had been going through a space of depression. A, right, a space of depression, and I'm like, yo, this is something that's really real. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's it's something that I feel like we need to talk about. Mm-hmm. I agree. I appreciate your transparency and your honesty. I think it takes a lot to get on a mic to share with people that space. Yeah. I know, you know, we've talked before and around the same time, I was in a space of depression. And it was very similar to what you're saying, where it was like, there's nothing wrong. I have, I'm financially stable. <laughs> I have a roof over my head. Yeah. You know, I'm, there's, th- There's nothing that I can put my finger on that says, this is why I feel this way. But I knew it was like, I'm not happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, and there's something wrong because there's no reason why I shouldn't be happy. But I'm not excited to like get up and go to work the way that I used to. I'm not excited to like go out the way that I used to. And it was just like, what? I was like, it it was almost like an out-of-body experience because it's like, what's wrong with me? And then I felt a guilt and a shame for feeling Feeling Right. Like you should be ashamed of yourself mm-hmm. for feeling depressed. How dare you feel depressed when you have all of these things happening for you or going on in your life? And there are people across the seas or people down the street who don't have this. And, all that. and, it, and that put me into a deeper space yeah. Yeah. of depression because it's like, OK, now I'm not even dealing with it because I feel ashamed that I even have it. Yeah. And I think for me, it took talking to somebody and as much as, you know, Christian people talk about therapy and this and that and the third, like, I think for me, it was integral to have a conversation with somebody and say, these are feelings that I'm feeling and I don't know where they're stemming from. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a, a, a space of my life changing and me not knowing how to deal with it um, from because of COVID, not going home the way that I used to go home. And, you know, what you said was so key for me, like when you talked about going home and all of those things, because for me, when I go home and see my family, it's like a recharge. And it's like, I don't have any immediate family here in Georgia. So when I go home to D.C., it's like, I feel like I'm filled up and reminded of who I am and where I come from. And because I hadn't had that in so long, it was like a weird space. I find that is I talk to more and more women, there are so many women who right now um, over the summer have been in the exact same space. Yeah. In the exact same space. And I don't think that it is happenstance that there are women, especially women of faith, that are falling into that space. For me, once I kind of came out on the other side of it, I realized, I said, clearly there is something on the lives of women who are being attacked in this way Listen, that is trying to cause them to sit down, to shut up, to not move forward, to not be inspired to do the things that they are purposed and called to do. And it's, it's definitely an attack of the enemy. Yeah. Um, it's not God's will for us to be depressed. Mm-hmm. It's not God's will for us to be in a space of consistent unhappiness. Mm-hmm. It's not God's um, best for us to live that way. And I think once I got on the other side, if I'm being 100% truthful, transparent, and explaining my transformation, I can honestly say that during that time and prior to that time, 
um, the way that I had been spending time with God before. Yeah, that's it. I literally was going to go there. Go ahead. Was not there. Yeah. yeah. It was not there. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think back to 2015, 2016, 2017, back when, and even, you know, parts of 2018 where I was single, where, you know, I was working, but my job didn't require so much of me. Um, all of these different things. I wasn't as attached to as many responsibilities Mm -hmm. and I could take a whole Saturday and lock myself in a bedroom and just read the word of God and just listen to stuff on YouTube and just have worship music and lay out in the floor. And that was like a a regular three time, four time a week type of thing. And I look at my life now and it's like, I have a relationship that I have to put energy to into um, you know, I have a job that is demanding more of me than any other position that I've ever been in. You know, I have responsibilities, whether it's the podcast or doing Bible study with, you know, cool save chicks. And it was like I was watching myself literally let that time slip, yeah. not realizing that every single thing, every single thing that I do is birthed out of that time spent with God. Mm-hmm. And that when I'm not having it, as much as I like to think spending time with my family is the recharge, it's really spending time with God. Wow. I literally had to go back, and this is crazy, to my book. <laughs> and plug. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was such an aha moment for me. I remember cleaning out my trunk and I had like a couple books left from a box of books that I had in there. And I picked it up and I started flipping through it. And it was like, let me reread this. Mm-hmm. And it brought me back. It it forced me, A, to, for 60 days, be in a space where I'm, like, actually looking at the things that I need to be looking at. But to spend the time with God that I had not been spending, if I'm being honest with myself. I love that you say that. Because to me, I think that's one thing I did not mention when I was talking about how I came out of it. Mm-hmm. Was that... <clears throat> the week literally after I came back in town, I dedicated, I started a fast. Yeah. Actually, the week before I left, I started the fast, but I felt like I needed to continue the fast once I got back in town. And my fast was no television yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And that I would go to work, but after work, I would have to find something to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And then at nighttime, I think I started at like eight. Um, I dedicated my time reading the word investing in the word, studying the Bible. And I specifically started studying on David um, and like his life. Mm -hmm. And that whole story blessed me tremendously because it was like, it showed me, and I know I've mentioned this in like some past episodes recently, but the story of David showed me how God literally can begin to groom you even at a young age for what it is that he is preparing you for Mm -hmm. later down in the road. And so you may, and and with the story with David, it was like, why at such a young age, he was able to connect with certain people like King Saul, or he developed a connection with King Saul's son. But later in, you realize as you continue to read the story of David, it's like later in life, these connections were literally um, milestones that helped him get to where God was ultimately calling him. And, but the crazy thing is some of these connections that he's developed turned on him. Yep. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. You yeah. know? So like I'm reading all of this and it's not that I was like, Oh yeah, that's reflective of my life. Cause it, I mean, I didn't get that feeling, but it was mm-hmm. like, I felt like the Lord was like hinting yeah. something to me. Like, I know I need you to pay attention to this and I yeah. need you to read this and I need you to read this with understanding. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I tell you that blessed me, mm-hmm. like, 
tremendously. And it's so crazy, too, because it was like one thing you said about like motivation. I realized that that was uh, something that I was not feeling. I wasn't feeling motivated. So I made it my intention in everything that I did to be motivated and don't slack on it. So if it was a thing of I just cook myself some dinner, I put the dishes in the dishwasher. Okay, I'm motivated to put these dishes up immediately. You know, yeah. if I see a stain on the ground, clean it immediately. It yeah. yeah. So I literally had to force myself to get out of the funk, the funk, or what it was that I was conditioned to doing in a depressive state. Yeah. So it was literally developing a new habit. Um, like I said, from reading the word, from taking care of myself. Like I make it my intention, and I know I kind of slept this week. I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> but like. My issue a lot of times is clothes. I love my clothes. They're like my little museum. And so a lot of times, I said what I said. I've never sometimes, heard that before. They oh are. My gosh. But sometimes I just look at it and I'm like, wow, that's such such a beautiful blouse, you know? And so sometimes I'll take it out of my closet and try it on. Just make sure <laughs> that it still fits the same. And crazy thing is when I take, you know, when I put on my night clothes or whatever, I'll just throw it on my, on my, um, my bed. And it's like... No, um, you got to hang that back up. Yeah. So like little things like that. If I decide that I'm going to do something, I, I I made it my business to make sure. And Ayana, you touched on this she too did. before. I heard that. Yeah, That's when we did the talking. photo shoot. Mm-hmm. But I made it my business to put it back up. Yeah. So that I can start conditioning myself to doing things a lot different than what I was doing. Because I felt like that was what was feeding into the depression. Mm-hmm. Depression is something spiritual. But it affects the natural. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you don't address the, you got to work backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's like address the natural and then, you know, address the spiritual too, because all of that literally like your space is like, it's your temple yeah. in a way. And a cluttered space sometimes leads to like a cluttered mind. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Sure. And so for me, it was like the gospel song came in my head. I got to clean up hey. Hey. what I messed up. Hey. I started my life over again. <laughs> but one more verse, y'all. One more verse. I made up my harmonize. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, that's what it was for me. I literally had to clean up what I messed up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys wanted to add anything to that. But I just wanted to mention that that was definitely something I made it my business to do. Was number one, spend time with God, and then yeah. number two, be motivated to do the thing that I wasn't motivated to do in the depression. Yeah. I know um, for me, I would say my most notable, I guess, depression was postpartum. Postpartum. And um, when you were talking about, you know, your um, recent, I don't even know what to call it. I don't know what to call it either. Like, but um, it's crazy because when you was like, oh, it was even Sade was saying like admitting it, I know that was an issue for me because even when I talked to y'all about it, I never wanted to label it depression. Right. Like I would say, yeah, my postpartum, whatever. You looked at like, that. It yeah, was postpartum. I was like, like I would never say depression <laughs> mm-hmm. because part of me did feel that shame, especially being like a leader. Christian. Yeah. Well, first being a Christian, then being a leader yeah. at my church, and like. It just, it's like, you're not supposed to go through those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but now, you know, two years later, I'm like, no, it's like, it's something that happened. 
And, you know, there are things that led up to it. I had a, I won't even say a traumatic birth experience, but it didn't go the way I wanted. And that can be traumatic. It can. I literally, I had posted something during the period of time when I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And I said, transition can feel like trauma. Yeah. And it's literally because your life as you knew it, starts to look like something else yeah and your 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 mind and your body and your spirit is like what where am i yeah. like who am i who am especially i especially something yeah. you've never envisioned exactly like right. where am i who am i and especially the who am i yeah i felt like the enemy tried to attack me as a person in yeah. that space yes because it was like oh well look look you said that you wanted to have a natural childbirth and y'all went through even a birth center to do it and look what happened. God failed you. And then it's like, oh, look, you can't even do the things that you wanted to do because um, I did have trouble breastfeeding and it wasn't the greatest experience. Oh, you can't even do that. You're supposed to do that as a woman. So it was like all those things and then me being able to bounce back and, you know, me being in a space of like, I, it took me a minute to even like, I felt like even church, like to even want to go to church. Cause I was one, I was like, I don't know. It was weird. Like I didn't want to leave the house with her. I didn't feel confident. Like it was so much. Mm. So I know that it's like, it's like, you can't even describe it, Yeah. but it, I do know it was a lot of the enemy trying to speak against who I was as a person. Yeah. And I just had to, I remember, um, literally what I started doing was like I had a point where I I, I told Sylvester I was like because it was a lot going on as well it just felt like because one I you know my um my mom I think I mentioned this in another podcast and she was like oh my gosh like she she, like my mom wasn't able to help me the way she could my my mother-in-law wasn't like because they got sick and it was just really weird it's a really weird space and um so I remember specifically, I was like, Sylvester, I don't want to hear nothing about God. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear nothing about nothing. Like, just mm-hmm. leave me alone because I just feel like he has just, he's not here. I just feel like he's not here. And it took literally God talking to me like, what are you doing? Like, get it together. Like a, like a click. Like a click. Yeah. And I remember just like me and Haven would be up at night and, you know, our sleep cycle was different. And I remember putting on our church's network. And that was all I literally listened yeah. to, like from the, you know, Sylvester would fall asleep about 11 o'clock and I would still be up until I fall asleep, maybe two o'clock in the morning. And, but I would even leave the TV on. So let's say I wake up at yeah, like seven like or whatever. Yeah, literally. literally. And that is what got me out of that it. place. Like, yeah. so anytime, like Lauren, you said, and like you ladies said, period, like, Anytime I feel myself trying to enter a space, hmm. I know it's because I haven't been in the word the way hmm. I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like, I know for a fact. And then, like, even with when it comes to other people, like, if I'm talking to someone or someone, you know, uh, talks to us, like, with shift or whatever, and it's like, well, where are you in the word? And yeah. it's like, I never want to sound cliche, but it is what it is. Right. Like, wh- what's going on, like, spiritually? Where are you in the word? Like, I know you may not want to hear this. Yeah. However, like, what's up? Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I haven't really been reading or listening or anything. And I'm like, well, start there. 
Yeah. Like, even if it's just, you know what, I'm just going to listen to something. You ain't even got to open your Bible. Right. Just listen to just something. Just put it on. Put yeah. the word on. Put on your favorite pastor. It could be a message that you listened to before, like 50 million times. Just put it on and just let it just edify your yeah. spirit. Because, but then also, there are some, like, I got, oh, we got an email this week. Praise the Lord. I'll tell you offline. We got an email this week about a situation where, you know, they wanted us to intervene. And I was like, all right, right, Lord, I know that spiritually, you know, as leaders, we can say and do certain things. But I think they need a a therapist with this, too. Right. (laughs) Like, And there's no shame in that. No, there's no shame because it's like there are certain things that therapists are trained and designed to literally remove all the layers yeah they're a christian uh therapist mm-hmm. like specifically christian therapists who because it like specifically marriages y'all know i'm married i see so many marriages that just break down for lack of communication or whatever mm-hmm. and i'm like okay well did y'all try therapy like you know and it's like nah need that such and such such and such because it's such a weird stigma especially in the black community and then even the christian community yeah and i'm like it's nothing wrong with it it's not like somebody basically that's on the outside who can look in and be like oh it's someone who can see a bigger picture because they're not inside of it Mm -hmm. and it's like it takes for them to assess it and say oh it's this Mm in the minute that you have that piece it's like oh okay now i know what to address Mm -hmm. i think it makes i mean i'm going back to the place of like where I was and like how I was feeling, I remember myself literally looking up therapists online mm-hmm. and about to book the appointment. And I'd be like, no, mm. I'm not booking an appointment mm-hmm. because in my mind I was caught up on the fact of like, I don't, yeah, like, Something, with, like something's wrong with how, me. Like, how I'm, am I so bad that yeah, I need a therapist? I need a therapist. Yeah. Like I'm not, nothing's wrong with me. But um, I think too, with people being ashamed to say like, oh, I'm going to therapy or, oh, I'm seeking a therapist. It's literally kind of putting a scarlet letter on you, like mm-hmm. something's wrong with you right. because you have to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm sorry for laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing partially because what you're saying is so true, but I'm also laughing because there are so many people who go to therapy who don't tell anybody that they go to the therapy. therapy. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that they're able to be who they are. Who they are. And function. And function. they go to therapy. It's because they go to therapy. Yeah. And therapy is like getting your oil changed. It's not, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. But I think it's the conditioning of the mind to say that, yeah. right? To say that therapy is just getting, you know, your oil changed. Mm-hmm. People think of therapy as you're crazy and something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but people go to counseling. It's different. It's the same thing. You call it whatever you want. I know. It's like you got a premarital counseling. You got a different thing. I think for people, for them to say that they're sitting down on a couch and they're talking to a doctor (laughs) about your levels being off or you're thinking about hurting yourself. It's like, oh, something's wrong with you. (laughs) It's it's like, no. It's it's crazy because I feel like I'm in a good space in life. But I would go. Like, I want to go. Yeah, I, just, I just haven't done it yet, but I want to go. Because I'm like, I just want to talk and see, like, unpack my mind. That's right. a lot. Right. Like, yeah. literally, at, like, when Sade was, like, rattling off all this stuff, I was like, wow, yeah, I feel you. And then on top of that, I'm a mom and a wife. <laughs> yeah. And right. I'm a business owner. And it's like, wait a minute, Lord. 
Maybe yeah. I do need somebody to help me to line yeah. all this stuff up. Literally. So. And, and I mean, for me, it was like feeling that way. And shout out to Leslie and Carissa, who are my best friends since high school. We made a pact that we were going to get therapy. Mm. And we That's we, dope. we agreed. We talked. And I think it's it's amazing to have friends that know you beyond the surface. Who, who have seen you in your darkest moments, in your highest moments. Yeah. And we were having a conversation. Of course, you know, we've all dealt with different stuff. Leslie's an attorney. You know, she's dealt with a bunch of stuff. My friend Carissa, she has a son. She's dealt with a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, I've dealt with certain things. And they were like, you know, Sade, they were like, let's all agree to reach out to a therapist and to go to therapy. And I was like, oh, okay. Tried it. Initially, it was like, eh. When all of this stuff started popping off. I was like, let me just see. Mm-hmm. Let me just see. Because maybe maybe I'm, like you said, Lauren, maybe I'm perceiving this the wrong way. Within 10 minutes into the conversation, it was like, oh, this is what's going on. You're transitioning and your mind can't reconcile what your life is about to look like. Mm. You are rejecting the notion of who you are as a person being different than who you've known yourself as for your entire life. And it's like, you know, that's normal. And the great thing about it, I can honestly say that um, one of the beginning transition points for me was actually Emmett. We were about to go somewhere. He picked me up. I got in the car and he was like, what's wrong with you? And he was like, you know, like the past couple weeks, like you just, he was like, you just seem like you're not happy. And I was like, I just, I was like, I don't really feel happy. I was like, I don't know what's going on. He was like, are you depressed? Hmm. And it's like, when somebody asks you that yeah. question, you just you like, call a thing wait a, thing. a minute. And I said, I said, I don't know. I was like, I think I might be. He was like, let's pray about it. He said, because the word of God says that at the name look, of Jesus, the man of God Come on now. he said, if you can name it. Then you can put Jesus on it. Right. And that goes back to what Ayana was saying about or or what I think I said and then Ayana repeated about admitting the thing mm-hmm. that until you put a name to it, you can't really put the word on it until you name it. And it was just like for me, it was like, OK, now I know what to name when I go into prayer. Right. And, and sitting down and talking to a person who has a completely unbiased view of you in your yeah. life gives them the ability to put a name or put a um a picture together for what is going on that you probably can't see in that moment and then you can put the word on it so you know after that conversation I was able to go to God and say hey yeah I am uncomfortable about you know feeling like I may lose myself in becoming one with another person. Hey God, I, I do feel like this about transitioning in this space. Like and and it gave God the ability to now give me revelation and wisdom and for me to receive it because now I know exactly what it is that I'm targeting. And I think in the denial and in the um what I mean what would you call it when people say they don't want to go to therapy? Whatever that is. In that space it's you're continuing the path of not having something to pinpoint when you go into prayer. Mm-hmm. So I want to say like for, for I too went through that like spout and for me, it showed up as numbness, mm-hmm. right? Like some people are like, you can't pinpoint, like I can pinpoint one. I've been probably grieving 
for like two or three years and I was angry because I felt like I, every few years I have to repeat the same cycle of losing somebody that I care about. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just in June, I lost my grandmother, mm-hmm. you know, and before that it was my aunt. And before, I was like literally going through a spot with God. Like, I don't want to, I'm not taking anything else to you because obviously, you know what I mean? I'm continuing to have to go through this. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're like the strong friend or the strong person, you literally just push yourself like just just keep going yeah. you know it'll get better just keep going don't worry about it just keep going god is good you know you like you go through the, ter- the churchy motions yeah. or that's what i was going through mm-hmm. and it got to a point where i didn't really want to be close to anybody um friends included like friends and family would call i wouldn't return the call or the text you know what i mean like i didn't want to talk about it i didn't want to call the thing a thing i didn't realize that i was depressed until i started looking up and it's like oh numbness this is a real thing numbness yeah like completely numb like i don't like i'm not interested in feeling anything or talking to anybody i thought you meant like a physical numbness in some some cases in some cases and then i feel like for me it was amplified especially with the virus because i am physically going into work Mm. and i me too um there are certain people like certain workspaces i don't think people are cognizant and pay attention to like when you are in a public setting and you interact with people there are certain people that go into an office and you deal with the same people every single day um there are certain people who may deal with the public but when you deal with the public it is very on like this one event and you know what you're doing you're doing a job but there's a like I work with the public every single day and I encounter and you don't know what you're going to encounter 50 different people 50 different situations Mm -hmm. 50 different personalities Mm -hmm. every single day is something different Mm -hmm. and I felt like um like with the virus everybody was projecting their anger we Mm -hmm. actually had a call at work and then I realized everything that's going on. So everybody was projecting their anger. I actually work at a financial institution. So we were dealing with PPP situations. So you're dealing with people who are angry because their businesses are closed, trying to get money, trying to get funding. You work at a bank. If they can't get a loan or something, they take it out on you. We literally had several people come up and like bam on the glass, like I'm saying. And being in management, I'm the one that has to de-escalate those issues. Mm. I am the person who has to confront this thing over and over and over again and it's kind of like verbal abuse in a sense also but it was like coupled with everything I just didn't realize how much I had just like packed away and it's like I just don't want to deal with it just keep going 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 and I think sometimes as Christians we're trained to you know pray for people or forgive people or you keep going or God can handle it and it is such a stigma when it comes to this like you guys were saying before it's like a shame of I shouldn't be depressed. Right. All my bills are paid. You know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. in a good space. I, I mean, I out of bed. Yeah, you know, know? like I could. Yeah. I that's, you know, it kept bringing like you were in the best space in your life that you've ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How is it that emotionally you're depressed? Yeah. You know, and the guilt that comes with that. I think that is so unfair though, because to me, it's almost like. You're telling yourself you are not giving yourself permission to feel a way that you feel. Um, My mom said something to me that um, TDJ said, and y'all know I love me some TD. Mm. Um, But it hit me so hard. Um, My mom said, I'll never forget, I heard TDJ was preaching a sermon, and he said, God, I think I'm jealous. I think I'm jealous of that. And it hit me because I was like, how can a TDJ say he jealous of anything yeah but what i ended up like coming to a conclusion was i can respect that because Mm -hmm. number one you went to god and you was completely honest about a feeling that you were feeling Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you know the feeling wasn't right 
but you was honest to God, like, God, hey, I think I feel this way. Help me with that. Yeah. And I feel like so many times we we allow for the feeling to have more control than God. Yeah. And what I mean by that is because we don't we are ashamed to go to God to say, Hey God, like I feel depressed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or hey God, I didn't like it when that happened. Or hey God, I've been unhappy for like a couple of days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we find ourselves in a funk, like me. We find ourselves in a funk. One day becomes two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks becomes a month. A month mm-hmm. You know, and then a month becomes years. And and, and it could get severe. It literally yeah. can because at that moment in time you have literally allowed for the problem to overpower what it is that God has number one placed in you, but you're not going to the resource. Yeah. God is the resource. And so for me God is the source. Mm-hmm. He is the source. So for me it was like once I realized that I had to, and we say tap in, but literally I had to tap back yeah. into my foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, my foundation is always built on God. Yes. It has always been that way. Um, even from, even like the word says, even before, um, even before, when you were in your mother's womb. Sorry. Before I formed you in your mother's before womb. Before I formed you in your mother's womb. I, I knew, knew you. you. Mm-hmm. And so I know for a fact with the people that raised me <laughs> when I was in my mother's womb, God knew me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's so crazy because it's like, no matter how far I try to stray, even when I was making crazy decisions on my own, or even when I'm at the age of 29, home, feeling depressed, it's like there is something that is attached to me that reels me back in no yep. matter what. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for women who are listening to this podcast, first of all, if you're not tapped in, all it is is just a simple request. Yep. Hey, Lord, tap me in. Tapping. And then when you tapped in, tap, tap, literally, tap. literally there is no other option for you not to get tapped in because the Lord will literally reel you back in because he loves you just that much. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Bible says that I stand at the door and knock, mm-hmm. you know, I was thinking of um, something I was a lot of times I think of like messages when I'm home, like when I say messages, I mean like preaching messages or whatever. <laughs> and so um, mm-hmm. there was a there was a message what that came to that, that, that test we took. Oh lord, uh. <laughs> oh lord. Um, but there was a message that came to me this week, and it said, "Accept God's friend request." Mm-hmm. I feel like so many times we don't want to accept God's friend request. We we do him like we do the other Facebook friends. You know, we see that he's requested our friendship, we just and we just scroll just up. We don't ignore it. We just we just scroll, we just scroll yeah. and we and we leave it there just in case if we Decide. we need it, yeah. yeah. Or just in case if we, or just in case if you know, like sometimes you, if especially if they have a public profile, you can go to it and you can mm-hmm. look and see what they're doing. So or, I can, or you accept them, but sometimes you put them on mute. You on don't mute, see all they stuff and don't engage and don't engage or. It's a lot. It's just a lot yeah. of orders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot of orders. But I mean, literally, that's the message that came to me. It said, a sub God's mm-hmm. friend request. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of, like I said, that scripture I just said. It said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like a lot of times God is already at the door. Mm-hmm. He's already knocking. But it's just like we're just not willing to open up the door. We're not willing to accept that friend request. Yep. And I feel like that's what it takes for you to literally get tapped back in so that you can become normal again. Literally. <laughs> or better than normal. Or better yeah, than normal. normal. You can be transformed. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true, Lauren. I will say, too, um, it's very important to have accountability and people around you. Yeah. Um, I know for me, uh, me and my husband, we made like a... I guess in a way a pack, like 
if you are feeling some type of way, say something. Like, don't allow, you know, don't allow certain thoughts to try to come in or whatnot. And I know he especially said that to me after my postpartum depression. So it's like, I do have days where things do become overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, life becomes overwhelming. And it's like, I will wake up feeling a certain type of way. And it's like, you know, I remember, I don't, I felt like it was like maybe last month or something. I remember I woke up and I was just feeling like, it's just like a funk. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling like this, but, and then I prayed but I was still feeling, feeling it. that way. And I can't remember what it is now. But I remember, um, I think my husband, because we both work from home, he was in the um, in the office area and I called him. Well, I texted him. I said, hey, you got a minute? And I had explained to him and I talked to him about everything. And it was like after that conversation, I still wasn't completely 100%. But it was like getting it out made it even better. Hmm. So it was like as the day went by, I, you know, I did pray and I made sure to, you know, edify my spirit. Like, okay, let me listen to this or let me just put on worship music while I'm working and all of that. But it's like having certain people around you. Like I know uh, my friend Sharice, I can call her about certain things. Um, I remember one thing that we always said because both of us volunteered and well she longer than me (laughs) but um you know she was a pk and then she started ministry like really really young um she was a youth pastor at a very young age and then you know we got to know each other at 18 and then from then until now we've known each other in ministry and serving in ministry and she was like one of the few people that I could talk to about ministry things. So it's like I can like if it's something going on or I had an issue with somebody or something and or I was hurt by something. I know that I can go and talk to her and it's like she can pinpoint certain things or be like, you know, you know, just kind of, I guess, unpack the certain things. So I feel like, you know, if you're not open to therapy or if you're like, oh, like I need that or whatever like at least have some type of accountability like I know I can talk to my husband about certain things I know I can talk to my best friend about certain things I know I can talk to my mom especially my mom Uh, my dad you know I know my dad is always gonna come with a good word you know so it's like just have those people and have that village around you that can build you up when you can't do it yourself yeah and to call you out on it too like I love the fact y'all do that y'all be like um, something happened with my dad not too long ago mm-hmm. and they text me and it was like, Hey, are you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm hanging in there and just pray for me or whatever. I get a call. <laughs> I get a call <laughs> from Chaz and she was like, Hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Do you mind if I stop by now in my mind? I'm like, I done told this girl I'm good. Why she stopping by my house? I don't know. And then in the neighborhood. Right. And she ain't in no well, neighborhood. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. What so chance gave you in the neighborhood? Because right. she couldn't. And so I was like, mm-hmm. sure, you can stop by. You know, because I loved her. Well, I was like, you can stop by. Then shortly after, actually, you called before Chaz. First. She called, Ooh. Denisa called me before Chaz and was like, hey, I wanted to stop by your place real quick. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So when Chaz called, I was like, all right, Denisa's coming by anyway. So I was like, Hey, Chaz, Denisa said she was coming by anyway. Mm-hmm. I look up all them at my house. 
All of them. It's more than more than Chaz and Denisa. All of them popped up. They just went, and I guess they court they coordinated it where they was like, okay, you pop up first, and then you pop up. Who she says yes to? <laughs> so all of in the end, all of them end up popping up at my house, and they was like, we just wanted to look, you know, and see that you were okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, I did end up like breaking down that night, but it's all good. But. I just I thank God yep, for. Yep, she cried. I did cry. I ain't gonna lie, I was crying. That was my dad. We bought Chick Fil A though. Yeah, my dad. They did bring Chick Fil A, but um, for me it was like it's okay to cry. It is. It is. Like I just want people to know. <laughs> no, and not not necessarily just saying that to Lauren, but just saying that to people. Period. Like it's okay to cry. Yeah, I know for y'all know I'm a cry baby. For me, a good cry just flushes it all out. It did. So. It did. It was so crazy because once they left, I had cried right before they left. And once they left, I called my mom. My mom said, you was just crying. And I cried again. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I say all that to say I appreciate friends that could literally call you to the carpet and say, Mm -hmm. like, I know you're not sounding like yourself. Like, I know something's going on. And I'm checking in. I'm making sure you good. Mm -hmm. You know, I need to see it for myself. I want to make sure, too, like, if you're the strong friend or you're the strong person, like, be vulnerable. Reach out. Everybody's not a mind reader. You have certain people around you that loved you and that just want to walk you, you know, through certain things. So, you know, it's pretty selfish of you to try to be superwoman and be there for everybody else and not extend that same vulnerability and allow people to be there for you. I felt like she just hit me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on that too. You know, yeah. this is notes to yeah, Denise, so notes to myself. Amen. For sure. Yeah. All right, ladies. Well, we're going to take a break. Y'all was talking, talking on this one. Yeah. And we will be right back. Right. Save Girl Secrets is brought to you by Feed Her. Head over to www.feedher.co for more information. Let's go ahead and start. Hit him with a word, Lauren. Hit him with okay. a word. Pass the wells. Yes, please, Reverend Doctor. I'm weak. Prophetess. Evangelist. Evangel Bishop. Evangel. <laughs> <laughs> All of the titles. All of the things. All the titles. All right. So um, my scripture is coming out of Revelations 3 and 20 in IV. Mm-hmm. And it says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. So this touches on like what we were talking about earlier, you guys, that God is literally standing at the door and knocking. And all you got to do is open up the door and let them on in. Yes. Okay. Accept their friend request. You know, like commune. Like that's you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, company. That's, that's I mean, chill. I guess it's a little pressure is do I have to cook though? Or does he bring food? Cause he know. gonna break bread. He at the door with the chick We know he's gonna bring someone. Maybe we can have some DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that scripture because it says to me that God pursues you. Like when it's I'm like home. you know, like when you go into Pursue a room me, and you Jesus. knock a door close a door. You know what I mean? Almost like if you have an argument, I think, I don't know why, I think back to like parents, like, you know, we, we didn't have an argument, I go in my room, I lock the door, I close the door. I not do that. And you it's, locked the door? Right. <laughs> Girl. Right. Not me, but I'm, I'm, oh, okay. that's what I'm using as a nap. Y'all know my mother's name is Vanessa. Okay. Like, Vanessa don't play that. I don't even know if the doors had locks. Okay. Yeah, I don't think mine did. I don't think it did. But that's what I thought about, about having an argument, going into a room and closing the door and how God is in constant pursuit. Just like no matter what barrier you've placed up, yeah. God is like, 
I, I still want you. I still want to talk to you. To your point, Denise, I still want to commune with you. And a lot of times, some of the symptoms of depression are an inclination that your relationship with God is not where it once was or maybe where it should be sometimes like you're no longer at the table he's there right and he's like open the door just open the door and i love that scripture I do too. so thank you lauren yeah no problem <laughs> <laughs> what, what is this voice uh, I don't know. she has she has like a tv voice she has a recording this voice. is lauren <laughs> this is lauren. hi guys <laughs> it's Trilini voice this is Lauren. <laughs> Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. Um, That's coming soon, boys. <laughs> uh, so our woman currently winning mm-hmm. goes out to one of our faithful listeners. And of course, I have a very special place in my heart for this person. Um, her name is Liv Davis. Um, I'm really hoping that your last name is Davis. When I was stalking you on your Instagram page, I did see that on your browns, the name said Davis. So I'm assuming that's your last name. Um, she is a sailor, just like my brother, who is currently deployed. Whoop, whoop. Thank um, you for your service. Part yeah, of the U.S. Navy. So shout out to her, Sailor Bay. Um, but we want to shout you out. You're a woman who's currently winning. You're definitely hold it da- holding it down for women in military. We thank you for being a faithful supporter. We want you guys to go and check her out. She is M-L-L-E dot L-I-V on Instagram. So go check her out. Yes, sir, ma'am. Show her some love and tell Shout her. Shout out to you, girl. girl. Yeah, she's also a Delta. So there's that. Okay. Okay. It's the elephants. Y'all. The, I think the and elephants. the ducks. Uh, the yeah, ducks. They do the duck walk. Oh, you oh mean like okay. Strolling. Okay. Uh, yeah. Ain't none of us in a sorority, so we we don't know. Yeah. I'm not, but I got enough home in my family. Me too. Uh, <laughs> me also, but yes, we love y'all. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us through this topic. Um, if you have a story that you want to share about mm-hmm. your depression, or if you just need somebody to stand in agreement and pray for and or with you, we are here for you. Please send a secret letter to savedgirlsecrets at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Touch and agree that you are coming up out of that space, sis. Um, We encourage you to definitely subscribe to our podcast across all podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, all of the places. Um, Be sure to leave a review if you like our show. We really appreciate those reviews. Especially the positive ones. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there has been. I think there's been one negative one. one. It was weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it was a bit weird, but... Long story short, um, we love y'all. Good God bless y'all. Be sure to visit our website, SaveGirlSecrets.com, and catch up with our um, vlogs and our video episodes on YouTube. And share, share, share. Yes, YouTube.com backslash Cool Saved Chicks TV. We love y'all. Yes, guys. Love and peace. Good God bless y'all. Oh, somebody <laughs> got to good bless them out. Good God bless, bless y'all. All right, love Bye. y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.